0: Good evening, I'm Ted Koppel. Surely everyone knows by now that Buckwheat
1: is dead. But for those of you who have not seen the videotape of Buckwheat being shot, let's take a look. Hey, mister? Change? You got change? You mind? Get out of my way. Hey,
0: come on. Can't you help a guy out? Anything.
1: Don't spend
2: it
0: all in one place. Drew up some water because that was wash day. He just spruced up. Wife down, boy. He's cut me in the powder. Ty Webb. Heavy Longmire. Gustav Mateblanc.
1: This is GLK London transmitting on the short wave band on 10.4 meters at a frequency of 250 megacycles per second. This is
0: GLK London transmitting on the short wave band on 10.4 meters at a frequency of 250 megacycles per second. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Come on then, Plato. Enlighten me. Welcome, everybody, to the seventh episode of Can You Hear Me? I'm Gustav Monteplante.
2: I'm Ty Webb. And I am Heavy Longmire.
0: And you can find us all on Twitter, Real Gustav MZZY74, and Longmire Heavy. Correct. And yes, you can email us at canyouhearmepod at com. Yeah, we got a Gmail account. Suck it. Boom. Good evening, boys. I'm sorry I'm late.
2: Hello, sir. It's nice Kiss to see me. you
0: apologize. I'm <laughs> editing that out right now, I can tell
1: you. <laughs> You're going to be late every time now. <laughs> oh, man.
0: How's your week been? Eh,
2: the, uh, that kind of week, huh? That kind of week,
0: you know. Yeah. All right. Hadn't had to kill anybody. Spy That's working ain't good. easy. Spy working ain't easy.
2: Yeah, got to spend a lot of time alone, you know. A lot of... Developing assets and all that good stuff.
0: A lot of reconnaissance. Yes.
1: Reconnaissance. Reconnaissance.
0: Reconnaissance.
1: You've got uh, one hand on the wheel, one hand down your pants.
2: Hold binoculars with your mouth. So,
1: did y'all I hear I'm thinking more of like a monocle.
0: Ah, yes. Why? So first off... Why was there a monocle to begin with?
1: Yeah, and if they could have one, why not two? I mean, was it that much yeah, more of a stretch to add two of one them more them lens? And
0: just hook them together.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know? did it? Did we need maybe to go that, thirty years before we advanced one more lens?
2: Maybe that's how glasses were invented. So a guy with a monocle was like, you know, this is fucking bullshit. I'm gonna make another one. And I'm just gonna, I'm gonna attach them where they'll sit on my nose, and then they didn't sit very good because he didn't have a big nose. He's like, mother. I something Where was Navin
1: R. Johnson when we needed the hook, him back then?
0: To the hook to my ears. Nobody's going to get that reference.
1: <laughs> did y'all get it? I, <laughs> I got did, it. I did not. Okay. The jerk. Come on, man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the great Carl Reiner with uh, the cross-eye.
0: So... The monocle had to have been the biggest ass beating, cause you had to keep your eyes scrunched. <laughs> exactly! The whole time to keep it in.
1: Yeah. And you know when you took that out, you had to still have monocle twitch eye. Yeah. Cause your muscles been contracting all day. And, on and, that thing. and
2: monocle mark. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. Like when we were young, mark. we worry about,
0: you know, oh, I, got, I got cap head.
2: You know? Got hat hair. Monocle mark.
0: I wish I had enough hair to have hat hair. Yeah. Although I do now, since the hairlines are seated so far, the cap head is way worse. Cause it's about it's 180 degrees. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: It's tough. You still, you still got some up there though.
0: Says the man with the full <laughs> luxurious head of hair. As he r- runs his fingers through his hair, <laughs> flicking it over his shoulder. The man that keeps Vidal Sassoon in business.
1: <laughs> I only go straight pert. The hard stuff. Pert Plus?
0: No, I don't I'm think you can rich. even get it anymore that's not the plus. Oh, is it all Pert Plus? plus? It's, it's like,
1: like it's like trying to buy leaded gas.
0: Ah, okay. We uh. should have leaded gas talk. We should. All right, we just had leaded gas good. talk. Y'all want to do it again? All Let's right. do leaded
1: okay. gas talk again.
0: There you go. All right, what are we going to do first, fellas? Well, I want to give a shout-out to Warden... Jordan James, J.J. Storkenheimer, The Lawsuit, Ghost, Defender of the Faith,
1: Shorty DeFazio.
0: I like young Jordan. We love Jordan. And so this podcast probably will be a couple of weeks late, but on a recent episode of Dragon Brag, we got schooled for a little bit of self-promotion. Whoops. Yep. Uh Uh-oh. And Jordan James poked the bear. Right in the ass.
1: Well, you know, sometimes the bear needs a little poking. This
0: out, he poked the stick in the bear's rectum.
1: Yeah, you got, it's a, you got to get the insertion ratio just right.
0: He went full hilt.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can't go balls deep the first run. Not in the bear. So,
0: Jordan, he took one for the team. Thank you, JJ. And I wanted to do a, uh, a service for Jordan and say, he does not go to Texas Wesleyan, as Machine often
1: oh, okay. claims. Uh, okay.
0: He goes to... Let me look it up here.
2: You sure he wants you to tell? Yes. Okay.
0: In fact, before he got cut off trying to promote us, he was going to set the record straight, uh. and that got shot down.
1: Is this a University of Phoenix satellite? <laughs>
0: this is some made-up place down in Houston... Where, 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 sorry. Is it Gillies?
2: A little prep work beforehand,
1: well, sir. He sent
0: like a shitload of texts to me. How
1: many schools are listed? South Texas College of Law. Nice. That sounds fake. Probably is fake.
2: Okay.
0: But he's a real person. Okay, yeah,
2: right.
1: Is that like in McAllen, or where are we talking? How south are we talking?
2: Brownsville. Okay. Oh, shit. Yeah. Again, about no, all
1: about color with this guy.
2: Yeah, this I'm guy. telling you. I thought all that was in Houston was Rice and U of H.
0: Because you've spent so much time in Houston.
2: Yep, yep.
0: When was the last time you were in fucking Houston?
2: The time uh, that they
1: made fun of his outfit. <laughs> no, I've been back.
2: I've, I've driven through it three times since then, probably. The... uh Yeah, don't know much about Houston.
1: I know it's a shithole.
2: Yeah, it smells bad. It's hot and humid.
1: Just like my crotch. Oh. You had that one year with the Rockets. When was that? That was in 97. You and Hakeem? Yeah. Yeah. One of them has a really large cock. We'll just let y'all decide which one. Right. It's either Longmire or Hakeem.
0: And the same person can dunk.
1: Right. The one with the... Thank you. With, yeah, the the well endowed one is also. <laughs>
2: Thank you. A great dunker. I yeah. Uh, I do have some basketball skills, as we call it on the street. Yeah, yeah, so you're street. known for your street ball. Yep. Yeah. All right.
0: Okay, hold on a second. You said you've driven through Houston a couple of times in the last few years. Mm-hmm. As an adult, do you qualify that as having been somewhere? No. Are you sure you don't? Like, if you're, like, rattling off stuff.
2: I will say I've been through there. Oh, I won't, yeah. I won't say I've been there.
1: I think that's the correct response on that. I don't, I
2: don't, don't say I've been somewhere unless I've actually spent time
0: doing something in that town. All right. Like, going to a hand job parlor. Like, he's
1: never right. said he's been to a hooker, just that he's been through a few
2: of them. Nah. Like, even if I, like, stopped at the Dairy Queen. In Houston, a Dairy Queen in Houston. I wouldn't say, oh yeah, I've been to Houston. I've eaten at the Dairy Queen there. I would say, I've, I've been, been
1: to th- Houston. They have terrific blizzards.
2: <laughs> I've uh, I've been through Houston. Matter of fact, I stopped at a Dairy Queen there once.
0: Because you know, some people will be like, yeah, I've been to Chicago, but they've never.
2: They went through the airport. They went to the airport. Had a layover yeah. for thirty minutes, and yeah, yeah, that I don't think that. No, I always uh, explain. What I was doing
0: there. And I'm sure that always pleases Mrs. Longmire because she loves to hear your full details. Exactly.
2: She enjoys the details of my stories.
1: She's really going to enjoy that prostitute comment that right, just had. Right, right. We well, can edit that out. Yeah. Just edit me out of this.
0: I tried a few weeks ago. <laughs> Longmire had sent me a text saying, oh, we kept saying this word. And I'm like, I can't get it out. <laughs> <laughs> Ty just kept on repeating it in the background
1: <laughs> Oh yeah Yes <laughs> I remember that word well now
0: Want we'll to do something else? Sure We've got a bunch So we may split these up Across the next Last couple Last time episodes. I looked
2: there were 118
0: Ah so I see. that's where I that, saw 120 That new right. math Yeah So speaking of Jordan James He sent us an email Greeting residents of Arlen, Texas. Arlen. <laughs> yeah. Dear Gustav Longmire and Ty Webb, I'd like to share a story which happened this past Wednesday. It falls in line with Melissa's question about most obscene come on ever received. I met up with some friends and an ex-girlfriend for drinks. Mm, I like where this is going. I think I've seen this movie. After I saw it dinner, for about 30 seconds. I probably should have read this ahead of time. after dinner being the gentleman i am i walked the ex back to her car after a couple of minutes of talking we were sharing an intimate moment when an suv pulled up next to us and rolled their window down a woman maybe poked her head out the window and stared at us i tried to ignore them and kept talking to my friend when they suddenly asked if we had any money now i was certain this is how i die over an empty wallet in the parking lot of a local Mexican cantina. My friend said no. I said no, and the people in the car continually stared at us for about a minute. Then unprovoked, the lady says, You're cute as fuck, I'd suck your dick. And then they drove off. <laughs> oh. I was speechless.
1: Happens to me at least twice a day. My friend couldn't
0: believe this just happened and I still certain and I still certain I would be stabbed walking back to my car across the lot. Thanks. Love you, fucks. P.S. I imagine y'all read this in the back alley behind your house, King of the Hill style. <laughs> Gustav is Hank. Ty is Boomhauer. Longmire is Bill Andell. Parentheses, <laughs> big, sexy, husky, paranoid, and hate for the Ruskies. <laughs> nice.
1: I think he's got him pinned. Uh. Nice.
0: We're not in the back alley. We're in uh, Longmire's garage. But uh, pretty much... Pretty dead on. I'm trying to think if I've ever had something like that happen. I do remember when we were youth on a scout trip to the capital of the nation. Uh uh huh. And we were Albany. Yes, we were accosted multiple times by hookers trying to sell their services to a Troop full of fully uniformed Boy Scouts.
2: That 13 year old Boy
0: Scouts. Right. I help you get that merit badge, honey.
2: <laughs> that was a fun trip.
0: It was a fun trip. And I want to say we merit had badge. another lady kind of hit on us on a subway, maybe in Philadelphia. Seems like something that happened. Yeah.
2: I do remember that.
0: I remember that was the first
2: time I'd ever seen like real street hookers. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I always seen it on TV. Right. The movies, but you know, I'd never seen that like driving through Dallas and stuff like that. Well, you'd always hear never about been, Harry Hines. Right, yeah. but you know, I'd never been to, and um, I was 13. Right. I'd never really been to Harry Hines. It was an eye-opening I that part of Harry Hines.
0: An eye-opening trip. We had was, people sell us crack, I try to sell us crack too.
2: Right, yep. I
1: right. never had anything like that, but I had, and I think you were there for this. I'm pretty sure you were. It was, me, I'm pretty sure you were there, our friend the good officer okay. was also with us, probably didn't have sleeves on his shirt. Probably not. And we were <laughs> eating at an establishment that was near my sweaty money incident. Okay. The name of this establishment is also a uh, boundary marker.
0: I understand 100%. <laughs> and uh
1: <laughs> we were eating there. And I think we were, like, I want to say that, like, I was back from first year of college, either, like, I think, like, around 19-ish or something like that, 19 or 20. And it was packed. You know that place. Right. Was, it was a weekend, and that place was booming. And we were eating, and I kind of looked up across the room and made eye contact with this lovely woman, not girl, woman. Hello. Yeah. I mean, we're talking Mrs. Like Robinson, huh? prime, prime, you know, for then, for about 19, this was prime about mid thirties. Gotcha. Action.
2: Before we knew what a MILF was.
1: <clears throat> exactly. I don't think
0: we had that word back then. Right.
1: No, that was pre MILF. That was PM. And so we were there forever. You know, we'd hang, we hung out and ate and talked and we were probably there for a couple hours or so. And we kept kind of, you know, like I'd look up and she was with a group of people too. And we kind of, you know, like I was trying to be all cool and I was, I probably looked like an idiot, but trying to work it. Yeah. I was probably just staring at her the whole time thinking that I was being cool, but there was definitely a panic look in his eyes. (laughs) Yes. Yes. It was like, Hey, look how cool I am. No, look how cool I am. Uh, and then like, yeah, we definitely had a, you know, several eye meetings or whatever. And then as we got up to leave, they, her and her friends or whatever left before us, and we stayed there for a while. And then as we got up to leave, as we were going out, you know, we'd go up that little front part today, right. the cashier, and the bartender gave me a napkin. And I it was, like, folded up, and I unfolded it, and it had, like, a little message on there, give me a call and a phone number. Ooh, you sly devil. I mean, I felt like I was in the middle of a movie or something, yeah. and I was – so cool, I'm doing air quotes, that I was like shaking in my boots over what was I supposed to do with this now? Like, do I actually call this number? This is a woman who knows what she's doing and everything. You know, I'm me. and uh, so, <laughs> so I didn't call that night. I finally got up the courage to call. I think it was. He just
2: lays it on his dresser. <laughs> nothing else there and he just stares at
1: it yeah i, I laid so. it across my face like an eye mask to go to sleep yeah. that night and uh i think it was the next day it might have been two days later i finally got up the courage to call the number and it was back in the day of answering machines. Oh. and it was an answering machine and it was like a couple's answering machine.
2: Hello, this is and Right,
0: so Deborah. then all I
1: had was the thoughts about how bad this could have gone if like something would have happened, or yeah. I would have called the number sooner. And then it was like, come on over, because I was already going through my head like, what am I going to do if she's she? She might have like, been
2: a serial killer.
1: Maybe, maybe trying
2: to lure you back to her place,
1: might have so been her it. and
2: her husband could molest you Man. and kill you. And go Jeffrey Dahmer on you.
0: But at
1: 19, worth it? At least would have considered it. Yeah. I mean, what's going to happen before the Jeffrey Dahmer right, incident? Right, right. Are you going to get your comes? If I got my comes, you know, maybe. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, I'm always uncomfortable when anybody – Pulls up next to you And starts talking to you In an urban environment I don't like that And so I think if I was young Jordan I'd been uh Jumping over the hood of the car Like Bo and Luke Duke To get away from the hell of bullets That I foresaw coming Yeah Yeah. that
1: That doesn't sound like a A real inviting proposition there
2: No No Yeah I'd Try to steer clear of uh the The pull up drive by talk kind of yeah i I have an exit route in mind as I encounter that situation,
0: and you know we grew up in an area where you could spend an hour out talking in a parking lot and not be worried about anything, and that has been kind of a shift as I've traveled this great land that you can't do that everywhere else, yeah, just no. hang out talking and not be accosted by somebody telling you about how they are a
1: graduate of a university,
0: falling on hard times, needing to try to get back on their feet, and that $10 could really help them yeah. get their insulin or whatever. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and you got to be careful of the lure back, you know, even if it's some, um, you know, inviting young lady or whatever. that mm-hmm. you, I mean, you never know what's going to happen these you days.
2: Knocked over the head and wake up with nothing. Speaking of the person coming up and asking you for money, that was a few months ago I was had to run up to Home Depot to get something. And as I'm walking back out to my car, I see this lady in a like a black sundress. So maybe this was like last summer.
1: Well you Gustav's already out on the story.
2: So she's pushing a making a white sundress. You sons of <laughs> bitches. She, uh, she's pushing a stroller and I see her talking to this other couple that's walking towards their car and they're kind of shaking their head and no. like a
0: baby stroller.
1: Yeah. Does she start pushing this down a long flight of stairs and then Ness ba- shows is up. Is there a slow pushing motion? A- kind of no, no slow motion.
2: And I see the couple just kind of <laughs> smile and shake their head and walk away. Well, uh, and my car's like right by where she's at. I'm like, well, okay. So I'm go ahead and walk towards my car. She, Approaches somebody else in the parking lot. As I get in my car, she walks up to my driver's side window, and I roll the window down. And she's got a baby in the stroller. I mean a baby baby. Right. Like maybe two, three months old. And uh, now that she's close, you know, she's got the kind of the meth mouth looking thing going on. But she's cleaned herself up well. She tells me that uh, she's a new... Uh, newly single, new mom, and that she has, she's not asking for a handout, but she's made these, and she pulls them up out of, from the bottom of the stroller, these little paper roses, like in a bouquet kind of thing. Mm. And she'll, she's giving these away for small donations, right. you know, cause they don't want to ask for a handout.
1: But she has a craft.
2: And, uh, I tell her, no, I don't have any money. Sorry about your luck. But you uh, next, I kid. didn't. I, I had, I had no, I had no cash on it because generally, I will keep one part of the Metroplex that I travel in almost every week. This particular exit that I take off six thirty-five, there's always homeless people gathered on this intersection, and I purposefully keep bottles of water in my car. That I give these homeless people
1: that you throw at high speed. <laughs> no, and no, no, no. Them. You put it in the it, freezer the night before.
2: As, as I stop at the stoplight, and there'll be the guy, and it's always young homeless people. It's not your old veteran, you know. They make no pretense of being veterans. Or so anything. you're
0: an ageist. And uh, go stops trying. You know, and I'll always, you know,
2: I keep a few bottles of water in there to give to the homeless people. Yeah, what, what do y'all do with homeless people? You give them money. I Don't give me anything.
1: No, I, I try to give them at least something, at least, you know, I don't know. That's a hard time. Yeah. I mean, I'll see if they want to, you know, talk about old TV shows.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We got a, you want to start a podcast? This is a
2: long lot. What was your favorite Uh, eighties comedy?
1: I like to talk like, you know, postmodernist construction with them or, (laughs) you know,
0: Little neoclassical architecture. Yeah,
1: I mean, what did you think of the Rococo period? So and you, you, and don't, you smell you
0: don't, bad. You don't give homeless people anything. Good it, stuff? It's very rare. Uh, I think the last time I gave anything, I was working in Michigan. It's in a snowstorm, and there was a young girl on the side of the road with a sign in the snow, and I'm like, "Here's twenty bucks. Damn, twenty. Yeah, wow. I think it's all I had on me. But I was like, you." Whatever you need this bad that you're standing out in the snow. Yeah. All right. You won. But, uh, I get approached, won't say often, but enough. And it's yeah. like, no, no, cause in the, in the big city on yeah. foot. Yeah. It's nonstop. Constant.
2: Yeah. I was cause I always, I'll, I'll shell out a couple of bugs. Yeah. I'm a sucker for that stuff, which my motto is, you know, you might be hustling me. I've, Want to try to do the right thing to, for me, I am right. doing the right thing. Yeah. What you choose to do with it, that's not my concern. That's not, none of my business. If you're buying dope with it, so be it. If you're going and buying a few cans of Vienna sausage, good. Right. That kind of thing. But I did probably about 10 years ago. I was down in Austin and my goodwill got the best of me. I was, uh, rather inebriated and was walking back to the hotel from this bar. And uh was being approached by homeless people. And I'd been drinking so I was in a given mood. Right. You know? <laughs> I think I gave out sixty bucks by the time I got back to the hotel, you know. And once they once they saw I was giving out, man, it was like buzzards <laughs> yeah. or roadkill. I was like, Geez, you their Louise, man. And uh but yeah. That was the only time where I even under the influence, I was like, I'm getting screwed here. Yeah. You know? <laughs>
1: Have, like, a standing M.O. on that, like, to where I just, you know, don't do it no matter what or do it every time, it really varies by circumstance for yeah. sure. Yeah, But, yeah, I mean, the environment makes a big difference. Like, if you're walking around in a, you know, a big city or whatever, then that – what's going to happen to you is going to happen. Yeah. Like, if, you know, if you start – handing out finsky's then you're going to be, you know, surrounded like moss to the flame. Right, right. Uh, and you're going to, you know, it also depends on, at least for me, how often it's happening affects how willing I am to give, too. Like sure. If it's somebody that's, you know, hit, if it's, I've been hit up every day, you know, for a week straight versus, you know, if I if I see somebody that stands out, you know, that's got a young kid with them or something like mm-hmm. that, that's a, you know, a different experience than... I'm more likely to, to give something then. Right.
0: Now, on the West Coast, you get into the young kids. and I say kids, I mean, you know, early 20s, late teens, and they'll just be set up on the the sidewalk. Like, hey, man, you got any change? Mm-hmm. And it's, you see them every day, and they're just hanging out there all day, just asking for change. Right. And I think there is a King of the Hill episode about that where Bobby <laughs> falls in with the crowd like that. <laughs> hey, Bobby. <laughs> so, but that would always kill me because we would go walk to the grocery store out of that client and there'd be these damn kids and they'd have a cat on a leash or some shit. <laughs> hey man, can you give me some change? The only thing worse out there were the, uh, the petition people. Ah. Uh, so these causes. Petition
2: for everything in California. Yeah, isn't
0: there? In California, they pay people to stand on the street and harass you to sign a petition. Yeah, and they'd be there every day, all day, all night, just trying to get you to sign some petition for condor eggs or (laughs) clipboard Nazis, clipboard clipboard uh, union rights. I don't know. Right. (laughs) And I would rather deal with the the panhandlers over the clipboard people. Yeah.
1: But it is. I mean, I I've noticed that. It does affect you if you're like, there's a route, the route that I go to work, Mm -hmm. there's a spot where I go by where every day the, you know, I'm, there's every day there's people there. Yeah. And a lot of times it's the same people there. Mm -hmm. And it just affects you differently when you're seeing, you know, people every single day. They're part of your daily life. Yeah. Yeah. And especially if you're seeing the same people. Right. Yeah. That's their, That's Jerry's corner. That's their job.
2: That's Jerry's corner. He's been standing there for three years. Exactly. Every day for three years, rain or shine, Jerry's on that corner.
1: And it just elicits a whole different response from you than somebody that just – where it seems to happen to me a lot as far as just getting bum-rushed out of nowhere when you're not expecting it is at the gas station. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they'll slide where, up on you there. Yeah. Where that, that stuff where it like, where I feel like that they, you know,
2: they're invading your space. Yeah. They kind that that of
1: sidle up and yeah. you don't know they're there or they kind of bum rush on you and you see them walking around kind of like used car salesmen, and you yeah. kind of get an idea of like, as soon as I get out of my truck, they're going to, you know, right. they're going to see that look in their eye too. If you see it, yeah. but what bothers me more is when, you know, it's like turn around putting gas in my truck and then I turn around and they're right there. And well, there's like, so
0: many blind spots. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a bad place. And I usually seems, just shank them. It seems to me at those places you get the long haul story of, well. Right.
2: Well, because they've got you because you're sitting there waiting for your yeah. gas to finish pumping. So they, yeah. they get to lay it on thick and heavy, you know.
0: One day in Philly I was walking out to my car and a guy approached me. And he was probably in his 50s. And he had this big, long, elaborate story. And one of the key points of the story was he was a attendee or he had attended some famous, historically, uh college there in Philadelphia. And he's like, are you familiar with that? And I said, no, I lied. But, and that just threw his story completely off. He's like, okay, well, thanks. And just went away. You know, it was like. Game, set, and match. I beat him in his own thing.
1: Now, I have, and it's interesting to see the response to it, too. I have, especially, like, at uh, convenience stores and that kind of thing, if somebody's like, you know, I just need $5 for something to eat or whatever and say, like, well, I'll go in and get you something to eat. You yeah. Know? Like, I'll be right back, and I'll bring you something to eat. Right. And then sometimes, you know, they're, like, very grateful. and th- You know, like, I'll go get you a thing of water and, you know, a sandwich, or bag of chips or whatever. You can tell a big difference between the the people who are like, yeah, I'll wait on that. And those mm-hmm. are like, you know, nah, 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 I'll just move yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they're not interested in something to eat. Yeah. And that, I mean, maybe that's being ultra-judgmental in the moment. But those,
2: you know. That's like the ones And I remember, there used to be a guy, he would stink. God, this was 15 years ago. And his his area was down, I'm trying to think. It was on the west side of Dallas on... Man, I can't remember. I get all my streets confused over there. It was somewhere to the west of Harry Hines, down towards I thirty. He'd I rolled through there one day, and he had a sign said, "I'm broke, and I need beer money." <laughs> I gave him ten dollars.
0: Well, at least you're being honest, honest with yeah, me, Yeah, broke. points for <laughs> honesty. <and, laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I'd rather have somebody say, "Look, I want beer. I want to buy some some weed." yeah some money i'm yeah. fighting ninjas whatever yeah but not this
1: big I, long thing. i'll tell you one experience i had that made me um more cynical towards the panhandlers and stuff was a few years ago i used to go down to this one area where again where i would see i had to go down there every day and i would see people in the same location same people mm-hmm. Like, and this was a an area like by a hospital and everything where there were certain corners to mm-hmm. where they were just, you know, staked out there and you would see the same people. And this one day, I was at the gas station over by where one of these corners were. This guys I saw all the time. And I was sitting there pumping gas and I see one of these panhandlers come over to this gas station go around back and there's a guy that pulls his car up to there really shady looking Oldsmobile, mm-hmm. you know, is it was a, it looked like a bad situation was going yeah. down, and this guy was having to give him the money. Give him the oh family. yeah, had, you know, so he had a little racket going. Oh, right. To where he it's was having the these people. He was pimping
2: homeless people. That's right. They pimpin were begging for money in
1: and coming to pay him, and it, he wasn't getting anything back. I mean, maybe he was going to get you know some drugs or whatever yeah. back later on, but this was more just like you know you need to give me what you got kind yeah. of thing. And you could tell they knew each other, and that this was just a you know.
0: Yeah. That's fascinating. I've never seen that, so that's yeah. pretty... Uh, yeah.
1: Seeing that right up close made me really, you know, skeptical. I mean, it's softened a little Yeah, and that Pint
2: probably wasn't going to take a uh, bottle of water and a Big Mac.
1: No. Good point. he wasn't spending he whatever catch. this money he was getting, he wasn't spending it on that car.
2: He's probably yeah. investing in his Roth IRA. Yeah, Could maybe be.
1: trying to reach the max every year.
2: Some Franklin yeah. Mint stuff, maybe some...
1: Is the Franklin Mint still around? I haven't heard the term Franklin Mint from someone under 65 in quite a while. I
0: got a commemorative play to Richard Petty's mama. (laughs) The Franklin Mint was such a huge player in the 80s. Oh, Oh, man. man. I was always mesmerized by those
2: commercials, you know, because they, I mean, they had the... (laughs) The guy would be all dressed up, and this was like a serious business investment. Oh, you man. know. I mean. It
1: was like, you're so damn lucky you happen to be sitting in front of the TV when this came on. Exactly. Between Matlock reruns. That's right. Yeah. Just after the commercial of if you can draw this fucking turtle, you can get into the <laughs> Dallas Art Institute. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Bartending school.
2: <laughs> oh, I forgot about all those uh yeah, <laughs> vocational commercials. They uh, still run those the truck driving uh, academies. And the, I'm sure they do. Lincoln Tech, ITT, Lincoln Tech, ITT DeVry. DeVry. DeVry.
0: I think DeVry kind of went legit.
2: Did they? Yeah, I think yeah. DeVry's a guy we went to school with went to DeVry. Yeah, I that's laugh, true. Yeah. Dropped out of high school, went to DeVry. If he's not a millionaire, he's knocking on the door.
1: I heard they had a law school
2: now.
0: Let South it. Texas College of Law. There you go. Shout out, JJ. While we were talking and, and thinking about JJ, JJ had the rare opportunity where some woman yelled out that she was, he was cute and she'd suck his dick. If you were driving down the street, pull up to a woman and said, you know, you're really cute. I'd probably eat your box. That's never going to work. Yeah. Wait a second.
1: Before we go any further with this, is that wrong to do?
0: That's a question for the Bibs Be Like girls because
1: I need to know, right? Because I mean, that sounds like st- such a good idea. To change, but I want to, I want to start doing that. But I, before I do, I want to know. I want you guys to give me a ruling on whether or not you think it's okay. I
2: think you should try it. Yeah. I think, I think it's
0: worth at least a hundred tries to see if it really works.
2: Right,
1: okay. but no more than a
2: hundred. Got to be a good salesman, you know.
0: Because I wonder. Obviously, we wouldn't do this because we we're fine, upstanding family men. Right. But if you had 100 men and some woman pulled up said, you're cute, I'd suck your dick, how many of that 100 would go?
2: It, it depends on their age. And I'd say mainly it depends on their age. Because I'm, I'm sitting here thinking when we were in our mid-20s, friends that we have, <laughs> When there's 20 a- of them, I'm talking just... Think of hell! I can just think of ten friends right now. We're in our mid twenties. If that would have happened to eight of them, would have loaded up.
1: Well, don't you think there's some correlation, some some relationship between the uh, the age at which you would say yes and the appearance of the woman? Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. I think there's
1: a there's yeah. a third variable there. Well, yeah, but see, I think,
0: there, I think there's like this bell curve where early on. You would have the 8 out of 10 say yes. Mm-hmm. Right. And then I think if there's no repercussions and you could get away with it, I think there's this downside of the bell curve where, you know, the people that get arrested for prostitution, Johns, are usually not 40 year old dudes.
1: Yeah, cause you, well, you also have that, in that bell curve, you also have the, the early age Um, impulsive irresponsibility invincibility stuff then as you get older you start to get into being a little bit more responsible and mature and then as that bell curve goes down again you get to that i don't give a shit age right like you know i'm only going to be here so much longer If you're going to offer to suck my dick you know (laughs) who who am i to say no (laughs) i could be dead tomorrow opportunity may never come again right so I think so was,
0: I think there's a sweet spot where you know it's like, eh, thanks but no thanks, and I think on either end, it's yeah. probably going to hit yeah. fairly, uh, fairly often.
1: So yeah. we're we're probably what you're, what I'm gathering from this is that we're going to get our dick sucked a lot when we're like seventy. See, <laughs> by I'm, strangers.
0: I would always be worried, and maybe I watch too much unsolved mysteries and stuff. I'd always be worried that I am gonna get killed. Yeah. Or get my dick cut off or anything like that. Right.
1: Well or and it's it's a person's gonna pull off their mask and it's gonna be Bigfoot. You're right.
0: <laughs> the uh well and two not, not trying <laughs> to suck my dick once
1: again. <laughs> that hairy son of a bitch won't stop. <laughs> Leave me alone. The uh All right, one more time. Then stop.
2: <laughs> and also the issue of, okay, maybe not kill me, but say I tried to rape her, and then she's got my DNA on her, and I get arrested and sued, and, you know, I think a lot of it depends on, yeah, on on your status, what you've got to lose, I guess. Right, yeah. Yeah. You know,
0: you you talked about the psychopath earlier in a previous conversation offline. There are very... You know, high-ranking people that just throw that. They don't think like that. They don't think of what do I have to lose. They're right. right. They, well, I'm thinking they they that that in, in today's of world
2: way. of – well, I'll give you an example. You know, my dad, he used to work real odd hours. And this buddy that he worked with, one of his best friends that he worked with, uh, he lived way out in the country as well, and they both drove to Fort Worth to go to work. And uh so it was – one night they got to work and, uh, his buddy was like, man, I had a strange ride in. He, that was like, really what happened? He said, yeah, I got about, and he lived out west of Fort Worth somewhere, northwest of Fort Worth. He said, I got about two miles from my house. These are all county roads. He said, you know, it's 1.30 in the morning. It was raining. He said, there's this girl walking down the side of the road. She waves me down and, uh, said, uh, She was young, so she was, he's, you know, this guy's in his fifties. He's like, you know, I'm not, I don't know if she was early twenties, late teens. I don't know, but she was young. And, uh, he said it had stopped raining, but it had been and she was sopping wet. He rolled down his window, asked if she was okay. She said, I need a ride. He said, well, I'll, I'll let you use my cell phone and you can call somebody. She's like, no, I need a ride. He said, you know, this is, my county road that I'm up and down all right. the time, he said, I, had, you know, there's not a lot of people living out there. He said, I'd never seen this girl in my life.
1: Not a local.
2: And, uh, yeah, not as far as he knows, not somebody that lives there. My dad said, well, what'd you do? He said, hell, I left her standing there. Yeah, that's, and, uh, dad said, you sorry son of a bitch. What he said, shit, she was young. He said, I don't know how old she was. If she would have gotten my car. And yeah, a cute, and I was like, damn, I never even thought about that. He said, you know, I offered to let her use my cell phone to call somebody. You know, doesn't have to be the police; can be right, know, if if Somebody. If, if it's something that she doesn't want police involved in, he said, you know, I'm fine with that. I don't, I don't care. But you can use my phone to call somebody to help you. Yeah. If you need help, you know, I'm trying to help you that way. But I'm not giving you a ride somewhere. That, and that's. So I was like, huh, yeah, that kind of. You never know what could happen there. It could be one of those things where you get down the road and her boyfriend, you know, shoots your tires out and robs you and steals your car or something. Or it could be she, you get down the road, you drop her off somewhere and she tears her clothes and tells whoever, tells, you know, maybe she was late. Yeah. She had broke curfew and she's going to be in trouble when she gets home. So she makes up a sexual assault allegation to tell her parents or something like that. And, you know. You know, one of those crazy things like that. So that, I'd kind of be worried about the mysterious, uh, oral sex in that regard as well. Well,
0: I, I wouldn't trust oral anybody. Sex in general
1: mysterious? Why, why so do we mysterious. do it? How does this, how why, does that even get started? Yeah. I mean, why, man. Yeah. Who, whoever said, you know,
2: that place where urine comes out of your body, I want to lick that. Yeah. A lot, like repeatedly. Yeah. Yeah.
1: We're just talking hypothetically, right, yeah <laughs> okay. my understanding
0: is there's this thing in this world called oral sex, yeah, and you know
1: sometimes it happens,
0: just like you, Bigfoot,
1: yeah, you kind of stumble upon it, and then you don't realize that you're there until later someone tells you that you were there,
0: yeah, don't even don't really technically know what you're doing,
1: no, you just you know you're doing something different, but so. I've
2: been wondering. I've in the last oh few months or so, I have gradually started trying to work in words. Oral sex. (laughs) I've been gradually trying to work in words and phrases that my grandpa used to say that you don't hear anymore. Not for politically correct reasons, but just words that you know. The last podcast talked about the word "thug," how it's changed meanings. But you know, you, there's certain words and phrases that the great generation used and said that have kind of died out. And a lot of them are, you know, country thr- phrases, you know, as more people leave the country and move to the city, it kind of dies out that away. Yeah, there's, I've been wa- thinking about that. And like I said, I've been trying to work them back in my, uh, everyday, uh, Conversa- Vernacular Vernacular My conversational yeah. Vocabulary And it's funny Especially since I live in the suburbs Now And uh, You know If you say them Around country people They'll just think You sound like they're An old ramp- man Yeah, yeah right. An old man But if you say them Around people that Maybe have never Heard that word before You you get some strange looks
1: They'll prairie dog up on you I'm sure
2: Yeah Which in itself yeah, There you go Prairie dog up on you So, so get, lay some on Uh did y'all ever hear the word – and remember, these have nothing to do with political correctness or sex or anything like that. Have y'all ever heard the term casings? I need to go get some new casings
0: for my truck.
1: I have heard that word before, but – I Only went around sausage. Yeah, I couldn't tell you anything more Tired about it.
0: Never tires. have heard that for tires. I've never tires. heard that
1: referred to tires.
2: And the only thing I can think of is back in the days when tires had inner tubes.
0: I guess so, yeah. And okay.
2: tires were casings around the inner tube.
0: Yeah, that's that's a new one to me. I only know it in terms of sausage making. Yeah.
1: Uh, Which he knows a lot about. Right. We'll, we'll save a whole other podcast yeah. for the, Gustav's sausage making soliloquies.
0: Sausage making... Home preparedness for Travis Bell. That'd be the only person to give a shit about yeah. that. <laughs> one that my one of my grandmothers used to he say all the time. He probably does
1: make some wild hog homemade sausage.
2: I bet he does. I bet does. Mix a little venison in there mm. with The another one of my one of my grandmothers used to say all the time, and it's funny because in a documentary about the Appalachian people that I watched a few years later, they talked about that word and where it came from. She used to say, you'd say something
0: and she'd say, well, I'll swan. I've heard that on Away With Words on
1: NPR. I've never heard that. I'll swan? Well, I'll swan.
2: It's in place of, well, I'll swear.
1: Right. It's more, oh. it's,
0: you
2: know, less swearing harsh. would oh. be taking the Lord's name in vain. Okay.
1: So this and, is uh, more like taking an artery or a bird. That was
0: so
2: obtuse. And, uh, yeah. Can you think of anything, Ty? Huh?
1: I was trying to think of, uh, one that I remember hearing a lot that, I mean, I don't know that it's completely died out, but my, one of my grandfathers would use that, uh, half a bubble off.
2: Ah, yeah. Yep. And yeah. not
1: even give the full, like, you know, half a bubble off center, you know, just, you know, they're half a bubble off. Yeah. Yeah. And I think if you threw that out now, most people, especially in the suburbs or in the city right. or whatever, would not have a clue what mm-hmm. you're talking about.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I use tough road to hoe a lot. Yeah, that's yeah. a good one. That's a good one. Cause my family, the Blanc side grew cotton. So that right. was a real, right. real deal to them.
1: My <laughs> other grandfather used the, uh, and I don't know if this is so much of my railroad grandfather mm-hmm. would use the, um, I don't know if it fits into this category of phrases, but he would use the word score when talking about time. You know, like two score. Really? Like, yeah.
0: No shit. And I
1: know, and I always thought, like, I, I thought only Abraham Lincoln. So okay. okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> i tell you another one, and this is, this is the main one. And my dad says this to this day, and it cracks me up. Trading. He's been trading at that particular grocery store.
1: Okay.
0: Tw- no, I use that still.
2: For 20 years.
0: Yeah, I, I, that's, but yeah, I could
2: see how that's not. Yeah. And do people know what that's from? Probably not. It's from during the Depression era when, you know, people didn't have money. Right. So you would trade farm goods that right. you had, that you grew, or you would trade that for gas. Because generally it's talking in gas. He, he, uh, trades for gas. Right. Which he don't, well, he, Trades money for gas. Now
0: I use it like I've shopped at that merchant. You do use that? Yeah. I've been trading there for 15 years. I'm sure I've said that. Keeping it alive. I use, um, oh hell, I forgot while you were talking because I was imagining your dad saying that and it tickled me.
1: I was imagining your dad tickling me. (laughs) (laughs) That, no, that's a good one. I'm going to, I'm going to have to think more about that. Because there's, there's, there's a lot there yeah. for sure.
2: And it cracks me up how, you know, as, as you, you've mentioned before, I think it was in our train talk episode, you know, how our dads are getting at that age where, you know, they're in their mid sixties now. So they'll repeat stories. Oh yeah. And, you know, and very set in their ways by now. Oh yeah. Yes. And when the grocery store that, uh, my dad shops at, when they, Started selling beer. He did not
0: like that. Even though your dad has drank enough beer to float a battleship.
2: Yes.
1: I want one of my favorite his dad stories is one time when we were out there at the Longmire compound, this ranch and, uh, he, we went out there to do something and we pulled up in the driveway and your dad was pulling in. In the, driving a tractor, going to park it up by the house. And he, he I don't even know if you remember this, but he parked the tractor, opened the door, and it looked like a clown car of <laughs> Budweiser cans <laughs> fell out of the cab of that tractor. And I just thought, how is there room for him to even yes, be in there? Yes. I mean, it looked like a hundred cans fell out it, of there. It probably was. Empty cans.
2: Yes. The cab... Of that tractor Has been, I've seen it Yeah I mean just Piled up, <laughs> piled up He had piled to be Shoulder up, high
1: And Budweiser in there Piled
2: up Always Budweiser But it, it cracked me up When the grocery store Started selling beer I said uh, I said well, Why don't you Want your grocery By God I've been trading With them For 20 years If I want groceries I go to the grocery store When I want beer I go to the beer store now they just turned it into a damn beer store. They moved everything around. The pickles aren't where they used to be. <laughs> and uh I just thought that was like, you know, just
1: that sounds slow to change, yeah. man. That's the quintessential dad talk right yeah. there. Yeah. 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 That whole damn aisle is nothing
0: but beer now. <laughs> <laughs> Even though it's always been dreamed in the same of. Spot yeah.
1: for 20 years. <laughs> now there's beer there. <laughs>
0: So now I remembered what I was thinking of and it ties to grocery stores. So I call a bag a sack.
1: Yeah. hmm
0: And in Philadelphia, if I said no, it's okay, I don't need a sack, people are like, you want a bag? I'm like, No, that's okay, I don't know. They don't know what the fuck a sack is. Really? Like
2: Huh. Okay, when you go to the grocery store, the thing that you push around that you put your items in, what do you call that? Buggy. Cart? I call it a buggy, and not many people do that.
0: I call it a buggy. I call it a cart. But I was a grocery store business for that's a long true. time. That's true. So. That's true. Yeah. Call it a buggy. In college. That's that was my vocation.
1: Speaking of grocery, the making the connection with grocery store and old phrases. Did y'all hear the sack of potatoes reference quite frequently growing up? As far as talking about heavy. Oh, yeah. Like Heavy when you were a kid, yeah. like when your uncle would pick you up, it would always be like either growing like a weed or, you know, Heavy you're a like sack. a sack of, sack, sack of potatoes. Heavy as a sack
2: of potatoes.
0: Or
1: taters.
2: taters. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's really going deep, deep into the yeah. woods then. taters. Now,
0: my grandfather, and he's the only person I've ever heard say this phrase, and it meant somebody going crazy, but it was throw a wah Throw a wah And I'm not sure if it's supposed to be war-horse. Uh, i've never heard that one. i'd never heard of I've, I've looked it up online tried to see mm-hmm. and i never have ever and i only heard him say it a couple of times but it was stuck out whenever he hmm. said it because we were all country i mean it wasn't right. like real country. one that i
2: I've, I've heard some but not much and my wife has said that her grandpa used to say this in you know like be having family dinners and it's, you know, somebody's, they're passing around the bowl of mashed potatoes one more time. And instead of just give me a little bit or just give me a dollop or just give me a spoonful, he would say, just give me a little twat.
1: <laughs> I, think, I think this might have been his own friends.
2: Yeah. And, uh, I don't know if, uh. So
1: try throwing that one out to your, your suburban friends. Yeah, yeah. Or no, yeah. use
0: that at the next, uh, Mrs. Longmire family get together. Oh, I have. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I, I have. She, she is by far the most, uh, what's the word, demure of her family. Uh. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. They're a rowdy bunch. They're a lot of fun. She's the reserved one. Yes, yeah, she is the reserved one. She is definitely the reserved one.
0: Somehow she got you. Yep. it's yep, a good yep. counterbalance.
2: I, I fit right in. Okay.
0: Well, I think that's a good stopping point for us here. And uh, I want to thank everybody for listening to our shit butt podcast, putting Akiva. up with us. <laughs> so find us on Twitter. Email us at canyouhearmepod at gmail.com. And subscribe to us on whatever podcast thing you use,
1: or send us a letter. Hell, our address yes, is Snell 1. Mail.
0: Yeah, you go ahead and give your snail mail address. It's one route one, box, box. 1. one, one,
2: one. one. one.
0: Hooterville,
2: Hooterville, Texas, in care
1: of Twat Longmire.
2: <laughs> there you go. There you go. All right, I'm Heavy Longmire.
0: I'm Ty Webb. And I'm Gustav. See you next time. Adios.
1: Bye. Can you help me out, mister? We'll work
0: for food, eh? Okay. Here's an apple. Food. Now, I'd like for you to wash that man's windshield. Work. Hey, man, I ain't gonna wash his windshield for no apple. Oh, excuse me. That doesn't say might work for food. It doesn't say restrict menu. It says we'll work for food. This is food. That's work. <coughs> Charlie Ferguson with the KORN News from all over and back home again. And world class championship wrestling. I'm Bill Mercer with Jay Salty. Good night from Dallas, Texas. Don't come back now. Cheers.